Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfudge bucker. Five. Wait, why would you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. So why don't we go ahead and bring him out. Dan Fogler, everybody. All right. Hello. How are you? <laughs> that was Look nice. at this. That's awesome. You always they always see. have great sets. Thank you. Yeah, they Take o- pride. I feel like they get more elaborate, you know. Yeah, the first one you came to was, was Dublin. Big, we didn't It was yeah. a big I know, it was like a big cauldron in Dallas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's no uh, but uh, this is lovely. Who do, who put that together? Our creative director Jordan did the background and then you know the girl backstage, Trisha, who's been telling you when we can go on stage and hand you mics and stuff. Yeah. She did the bricks. <laughs> awesome. Multi-talented people here at LeakyCon. And uh, the real the bricks. The bricks and the sign. The bricks are real. No. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> the real bricks. And also and all the set dressing. broke and down the wall herself. Magicals. <laughs> well, as, as you know, we, we put a high, a high premium here at LeakyCon. I'm, I'm feeling like you're immersed in the magical world we How are you guys doing? Love. You guys doing good? Yes. Lovely. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm um uh I went to I went to school, uh, Boston University. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. So I was like walking around and enjoying myself and looking at the old haunts and being like, "Man, I can't believe it. This is like just bringing back crazy memories." And we had such a lovely day today, didn't we? Yes. Uh so Beautiful. yeah, so I'm very in a very good mood. Same, same, you know, the weather's finally nice. It was a little touch and go yeah, there it was a little funky. over the weekend. I had one of the most, oh, I don't, I'm not. No, it, say it. We're there all are children friends. here. I'm not going to get into it. Not that many. I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, had a, I had a very wild, um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that at all. It was a very wild, uh, like, uh, like Christmas Eve here where I didn't, I didn't leave in time and I got snowed in. And I, here's, here's the PG part of it. I felt like I was on Hoth, okay? Oh, oh my gosh. Because there was, yeah. I was like the one, I, I was one man, and everyone had left. You know, everyone left for the, for the holidays. Right. And they got out before the storm, and I just remember, like, seeing someone walking, like, four blocks ahead in the middle of this blizzard, and I was just like, hey! <laughs> I felt like chewy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <I> felt, <laughs> sorry, I'm talking about Star Wars here, but... That's a lab. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, you know what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was me. Did you uh, did you study acting? It was it your undergrad? Yeah, I was there for acting. Oh, very cool. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I uh, there was I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I went to school to draw pictures, so I get it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was an illustration major. Oh, cool, man. He's an illustrator now. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. But I was, I was just saying, we just saw that in an interview this weekend, you relived one of your most uh, uh, treasured roles from the Spelling Bee. Um, we've heard that there's been a reenactment this weekend of the Magic Foot. Oh, my gosh. Point. I've, seen, I've seen video. Does anybody, everybody here on the 25th? Uh, con, con, they, yeah. God, it's a long name, and I always screw it up. That row the back there. Show. That row. <laughs> The 25th uh, annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. There we go. Yes. Um, and I saw, I heard there was a, a reenactment of the, the, the famous foot spelling dance. Yes. Magic foot. You wouldn't be feeling that coming on at all, would you? I mean, not right now. Okay. Well, if you do. <laughs> if you do. If I mean, if everyone, like, <laughs> no one knows what the hell it is. <laughs> Maybe if they started applauding for it. All right. I guess they, I guess they want to see it. Yes, yes. they do. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I love it. I have to take my shoes off because the grips on my sneakers are too uh, sturdy. <laughs> what? Um, okay. I, maybe I should preface this with something. I played. I was on Broadway, and I, I was in this show. You won a Tony for it. Woo! Thank you. It's <laughs> a big it's around my neck like Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> oh, this? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, and then you spin it, it's like a time turner. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so I was uh, in this show, and I, ha- and I played um, 
and this show, like, you know, won a Tony Award, broke open all sorts of doors for me, so, so thank you. Um, but um, I was playing a 12-year-old kid, uh, all shaved down and everything. And uh, I was like, uh, I, was, I was this guy named Mr. Barfay. Okay, Brad, thank you for laughing. And he was, uh, he was, he was just like, um, you know, everywhere else he was bullied. Yeah, you know, he was such a, like a great nerd, you know. Everywhere else he was bullied, but at the spelling bee, he was the bully, you know. So he, when he, and I, in preparation for playing these parts, we watched these spelling bees, and these kids had all of these different, you know, uh, tactics for memorizing while they were up there, and so they wouldn't be nervous. And some of them would, they were, they they would be able to write with their finger, you know, in, invisibly on the back of their placard, in order to memorize the word before they said it. So I was like, I want to do that for my character, but he's such like a blowhard that he's gonna do it across the entire floor with his foot, you know. So <laughs> and so. Um, this is the magic foot. So he would spell the word. He'd get a word and he'd spell it like this. And it was like, That's awesome. <laughs> Boop. And that was, <laughs> yeah. And that was, cra okay, what's crazy about that, what's crazy about that is, uh, so that was like, so I, I created that character. It came out of improvs. It's such a beautiful thing that that happened, you know, so. That was just something that I could do because uh, uh, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, man, I love James Brown, man. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, I could do some James Brownish kind of stuff. And then somehow this weird thing that I could do was, was incorporated into this character. And then well, like, the so rest is history. That, that, the Suddenly, you know, that leap Bill from the, writing songs about it. The, the leap from the finger to the foot is just brilliant because you saw that and yeah. taking it to the nth is just like, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Theatrical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool, and it actually leads perfectly into something that we wanted to talk to you about today, which is just sort of how you are approaching your character Jacob uh, uh, in yeah. these films. And you you mentioned you had some improv, uh, you know, experience and things. Yeah. And uh, you know, the Harry Potter movies sometimes the characters are f so fleshed out from the books that there's not a whole lot of room to bring something to it yourself. But I wonder with this experience, uh, have you had much opportunity to contribute some of your own you know, ideas about this character and what has that process been like? For yeah, you? at every level, which was so surprising. It was really? like physical comedy, uh, improv. <laughs> they really, they really, um, they it, 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 were, were very inviting. They, they, they were like, please, like, because the first, um, Harry Potter movies, obviously they had the books and it was, you know, the, you had to, the, and, and coming into Fantastic Beasts, I was like, okay, am I going to have to, you know, every word she's, she, she, she's the modern Shakespeare, you know, I have to, and he, this is, uh, I have to adhere to iambic pentameter here, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but no, they were like, we don't know who Jacob is, you're Jacob, so tell us who Jacob is, you know, in a lot of instances, um, so I brought a lot of my own love of uh, improvs, silent movies, and all, you know all that to the character, and and like I'll look around and I'll see uh, someone's shirt, you know, like a whole ad campaign was, I want to be a wizard, you know, that was just an improv, man. I mean, that was just like, I, that was Dan saying, damn it, I want to be a wizard, <laughs> while watching them, you know, perform this uh, their Ilvermorny song, which is like uh, you can see it on the DVD extras. Uh, yeah, that was that cute. scene was me and Eddie watching. The women, the women, the women that we're falling in love with, and and, uh, and so that was just an improv, and I, and I was very comfortable at that time to do that, to just throw stuff out there. Um, my uncle's a house elf. Come on, man, <laughs> classic. Like, come on. <laughs> I was, I was, like, I, that was improv too. My uncle's a house elf. Oh yeah, amazing. I love, it's uh, the line was supposed to be. Um, um, I, it stopped it. I love house elves. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He's like, right, you never saw a house elf before? What are you talking about? I love house elves. But I was like, my uncle's a house elf. This is, this is, that's hysterical. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those. <laughs> and then um, the first lesson I got 
where I was like, oh, sh- wow, we are, <laughs> oh, sh- wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you're able, uh, okay, because before when I worked with green screen, it was like, man, you have to be precise, dude. You have to make sure you are looking at that tennis ball at that distance and it is spinning at that frequency. You know, you have to make sure um, uh, because if it's not, it's going to look weird, you know. And a lot of those early CGI movies, you're like, they're not seeing anything, you know. You know what I mean? Like back in like the when it first started, CGI came on the scene. And uh, but nowadays the technology is so excellent. They were basically like. I was like, okay, so where do I look? Like in the scene where the, um, the Mertlap comes out and, and bites me, okay? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they said, um, you just look and see where you are seeing motion coming out of the case. You're going to have a Mertlap to contend with, you know? Um, but there's other creatures coming out of there, and if you'd, we'll follow you, Dan. And just to hear that, wow. as like a, you know, like as a, a, someone who is like a physical comedian who loves that, he's like, oh my God. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you, then, then, then you're, the wheels start turning, like, okay, let me, let me plant some bits here. Mm-hmm. You know, so the whole thing where I'm holding the Mertlap, and suddenly, uh, the, uh, you don't see it, it's off camera, but the erumpent crashes through the, the, uh, the window. And then I looked out of the block, and I'm like, holy crap, what the hell is that? And then the rumpet, like, looks too. <laughs> and then we both look at each other. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to bite. You know? I, was like, I was like, let's do that. And they were like, yes. Oh, that's so cool. That's so, incredible. I love that, yeah. like, that technology is caught up in a way that you can collaborate with the actors more yeah. than... That was a beautiful mesh of all of that. It was CGI. I had a squishy, weird puppet in my hand. <laughs> and I was... Doing, you know, like uh, silent movie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's really Amazing. cool. Especially, I mean, I don't know if you've looked back at some of the early Harry Potter movies. Mm. The CGI is um, rough. Well, the first house is true. When <laughs> Dan Radcliffe had to act with Dobby in those scenes yeah. in the bedroom. You can tell, like, it's just got to be really difficult when it's just a little tennis ball on a stick. Well, let me tell you when something. You, especially when you're a child on top of it. So I look, I look back yeah. at those movies and... <laughs> I mean, Dobby, man, like, yeah. the most emotional, like, mm-hmm. heart-wrenching <laughs> moment in the whole thing, oh, I think. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, next to me, Snape yeah. or whatever is on your list, like, he, he wasn't there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think about him dying, and, it, and it's so sad. Oh, man. yeah. That's, come on, it's, jeez, uh, that's, that's one of the most, be- that's, like, probably, for me, the most beautiful death <laughs> scene yeah. in the whole thing. And that he it was a knife. It was sock. A... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No. If you come to my table, I drew that on my table. He's like, I, I drew him holding the sock. Like, I have got a sock. <laughs> it's awesome. You gotta never mind. I wanna see it. <laughs> I'll go look at <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. They're following, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Actually, I had one follow-up on what we were talking okay, about with it. the whole um, bringing stuff to your, I'm gonna uh, put to your my character. Shoes back on. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, we use your Spider-Man socks. I just got at home, real quickly. Uh, a lot of fans that we talk to are, are are still very curious about what you know go- happens on set, just in terms of the process of making these movies. Because yes. you know we all will have our theories and things, but it's a black box to most of us. And just the process of, like you said, creatively bringing something to the character um, and the, um, the VFX people telling you what sh- is practical, what they can work with. Is there other elements uh, on the crew, like, you know, on like the script supervising team that would say, oh, Jacob wouldn't do that? Or, you know, it, he would actually kind of be more like this. Because I know it's got to be a little different when you have a whole series arc to consider and not just this one movie. So does that play in, like is that a significant, would you say, influence when you're you know, actually doing your scenes? I just, um, at this point I just throw out, you know, I just try stuff, whatever sticks at this point. They trust me, they trust 
that I know the character and um, you know the editor is yeah. so huge and and David Yates and uh, they're 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 editing as we're going, so they know what take they're gonna use and uh -huh. so uh, yeah, <laughs> there isn't a lot of um, script supervisor just being like uh uh uh. Yeah, well, maybe not so much that, but, like, how much help do you guys have? Because there are some scenes in Crimes of Grindelwald that are a lot of, you know, describing things that happened a long time ago, you know, like uh, the whole thing with, where they're at, like, the, what, the what do you call it, the cemetery, and we get, like, ten minutes worth of explanation on family trees, and, like, I've heard, you know, sometimes the actors are like, all right, I know, I know my bit, I know what's happening, but, like, that was a lot. Like, how... Would you say like everybody was on the same page throughout all of that, or like was it a big team effort to really make sure that this is a coherent explanation for everybody? Because that was an important moment. Right. <laughs> With the whole family tree and everything. Right, yeah. yeah the Corvus, the mm -hmm. whole, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. So that, that scene to me, I thought was like, I was like Shakespeare. Okay, there's like its own Shakespeare moment in the middle of the movie. Um, and when we were doing it, <laughs> I was just listening. Okay, that's a, that's a very long scene. And uh, <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I put myself basically right back here by the pillar. <laughs> okay, just listening. Because I knew at some point the door was going to open and I was just like, Queenie? <laughs> and I was going to leap. But for the, for the first part of that scene, I was just like, just listening to the, the story about the baby <laughs> and Credence. And I was very smart because every once in a while I could just be like, <laughs> and just like have a little snack <laughs> and get some sustenance. And it come back just beep. <laughs> That's the swivel technique <laughs> that you learn at Boston. See. In Boston, oh, that, Boston see, whatever, where you learn that sometimes it's smart to be able to take a little you time in the middle of a scene. <laughs> Got to wipe a little sweat away. <laughs> you know Do what you I mean? Remember how long that one took to film that that whole <sighs> moment? That was that was that a was, lot. Like was, you said, that was yeah. It, and there was a whole bit that was going on. And I think this is going to be like a good SNL bit. Like, I hope one day to be on SNL doing this bit <laughs> where I'm like swiveling out. And, uh, and so, so in the scene, um, a couple times, like twice, or not, <laughs> I don't know how many times, but um, like Credence says, hold on, hold on. I'm Corvus, and, <laughs> and everyone's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I think it would be really funny <laughs> if during the course of the scene is that they go back to the scene and then the baby and then it yeah. went to the water. And then like out of nowhere, I'm just all, Boop. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm Corvus. <laughs> like, hold on, no, 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 no. <laughs> back to the story, back to the story. And then, dude, you know, at the end, hold on, I'm Clovis. <laughs> I'm Clovis. Um, that was a little better. All over. <laughs> you know? Everyone oh in the boat goes around. Goes around like, hold on, wait, wait a second. Wait I'm Clovis. Am I Clovis? <laughs> right? That would be a really good. Bit. That's funny. Oh That's God. really funny. Now I can't remember who's Corvus. I literally, I was just thinking, like, who is Nobody's Corvus. We've talked about this at length. <laughs> if you That's know who funny. Corvus is, dial the number scrolling below. <laughs> I don't remember. Who's I don't Corvus? remember either. Um, do Corvus needs your support. <laughs> yes, it sounds like it. 1-800-FIND-CORVUS. <laughs> yes. Okay. Who is Corvus? Well, you mentioned Queenie a second ago, and I, I, I know we can't uh, not talk about that can't. relationship with having you up here. This was a thing Nobody that, to some people, like, that was something that uh, was their main, their, their top line 
comment when you ask them if they liked the movie. They'll, they'll mention that relationship in particular and how we were introduced to it again in uh, this film and where we were left with it. And uh, it's, like, I love hearing You're about your, your process <laughs> here because it seems like, uh, you know, you, you, you really think about, you know, uh, how, like, what Jacob's state of mind might be coming into the scene and, you know, after uh, those, those moments. So um, is there anything that you can, I, obviously you can't probably tell us a lot if you do know anything about um, what could be coming, but uh, what or was what it like predict? for you to understand, you know, what was going through her mind as, you know, that character opposite Jacob? In terms of like how, how much like, Jacob even understood of what was happening. Yeah, what do you think Jacob's thinking? Well, she's the legitimate, right? You know that. Yeah, so yeah. it would be very hard to hide anything from, <laughs> from her. In that do you think situation. he's just trying to like shut down his thoughts so she can't read them? No, I think it's totally impossible. I mean, that's like at the root of their relationship. He <laughs> she knows everything that's on this poor man's mind at all times. And um, so luckily he's got a heart of gold. But you know, God forbid he thinks that she's being a little nuts, you know, or th thinks, right? You know, um, like you know, there's so many things that in a relationship that go unsaid, and if they were said, you wouldn't be in a relationship. Anymore. <laughs> it's true. It's true, and um, you know, there's certain things that you have to um, that the super ego holds back because then you wouldn't be able to operate in society. Yeah. But if you have someone that just hears all that stuff, it's really hard to, um, wow. It's really hard to navigate that. And I think that, he, and he, so they're both in a huge dilemma. Uh, he's in love with her, and she's in love with him. And, uh, but he's very practical. Mm -hmm. You know, he's went, he, he was through war, and he just wants to settle down and have his bakery, and he doesn't want to rock the boat, you know? And uh, he thinks that they could live for a very, very long time, very happily, just like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, and, uh, yeah. and, uh, but she, and then take it slow. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's about, you know, let's take it slow, and she's all about, let's do this now. And, you know, how could you blame her? Like, if you had, these, if you had magical powers and you were able to just turn to your lover and say, just come with me, you know, and, and put a spell on them. And, and so because you feel like in your heart you know what's best, she's like, listen, let's just run away. We'll elope. We'll get married. And everything will be cool. And, and he hears that and is just like, no, we'll be, we'll be hunted. And uh, it won't be cool, you know? And um, so you see what the dilemma is. You see why she makes the choices she does. And it's terrible that they can't be together. It's just awful. Did it, do you think it bothered Jacob that she, like, used a love potion on him? Or he was, like, okay with that? <laughs> I think he's. I think he loves her so much that um, he forgave that, and within the first thirty seconds of talking to her and seeing how upset she was about it, mm. in that moment where he's just like, <laughs> like that's another improv. Um, where the hell am I? <laughs> to Newt, where he says so to funny. Newt, he comes right. out of the spell and he doesn't know where to. <laughs> I always wanted to go here. And he says, you're in London. He goes, oh, I always wanted to go here. <laughs> so like, even he turns, the, he turns his angst into something that's cheerful. Yeah. Such a great you know? character. And that's, that's just Jacob, man. He's already making jokes when he's walking out after. What were you going to wake me up after? We had five kids? Like, <laughs> he's, already, like, he's already forgiven her. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a good you, point. Where do you... Th I know you don't know how it all ends, obviously. Where, how do you think this ends for them? Do you think they have a happy ending? I, okay, so I have a, like, this, this like, little glimmer of hope that they eventually get back together. You know? It just seems like they would. Um, but uh, because of... I, I have no idea. I have no idea, but there's this guy, this, this uh, 
Quentin Kowalski, you know, yes, that exists. The grandson. I love that you know that. That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. That's, He's the that uh, is a really obscure Harry Potter, Harry Potter yeah, detail yeah. to pull out. It's in well, Quidditch I mean, through the Ages. My last name. I, I am impressed. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Well, yeah. He's in Quidditch through the Ages. There's a. The, yeah, it's just not one of the main books is all. So yeah, that's really yeah. cool. No, there was you know the fans are very <laughs> very smart. Oh, yeah. Man. And yeah. They, so that was like one of the first things they tweeted at me was, "Hey, you're related to this guy." Mm-hmm. Got it. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah. no way." Uh, because, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, sh- wow. Wow. Yeah, because Quentin is essentially the, the male version of Queenie. He's got my last name. Ah, man, that would be really cool if yeah. that was uh, related to us. Would yeah. you have considered that moment as like a breakup for them, though, when she decides to go to Grindelwald or whatever? Like, she is, is going. Is he that upset at that moment, or is he more shocked and surprised and scared for her? Oh, yeah. I think that. Um, I think she's really going. I think. <laughs> I think she's like, you know what? Jacob, you're not ready right now. Maybe you'll never be ready. Maybe you'll eventually be ready. I'm going to go make the world a better place mm-hmm. where muggles and wizards can be together. Yeah. Muggles will be slaves, but muggles <laughs> wizards yeah. can be together. Uh, you, just, you just wait it out over here. And whether she you know, comes back and finds him again and is like, see, I told you so. Let's get married. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Um, but I would like to... Uh, Man, I'd like to be to play the knight in shining armor and run in there and save her from the evil wizard. That'd be really neat. Do you think how far do you think it can go before there's redemption for siding with these people? Because the longer she stays in it and whatever she does to aid their cause, sort of uh, is going to harm her chances at a at a future. You know. Right. So how how long do you think she's going to be with? I don't know, man. Like, you know, like, just I have this vision. Yeah. I have this vision where she gets, she's like this, like premonition where she's the probably becomes the most powerful person in mm-hmm. in the movies. She taps into like some Professor X shit, you know, right? <laughs> and you know what I mean. And um, glowing eyes, floating. Yeah, hair yeah, to exactly. The side. Yeah. And she's, you know, on like the next level. She can't control her abilities, you know, that kind of thing. Credence and she are on, on very, very similar like that, and um, and I fe- right, and I feel, yeah. and I and I just see this scene where I'm like hunkered down with the wizards, <laughs> and uh, and then she's outside, you know, there's lightning and thunder, you know, <laughs> and uh, like and they turn around cereal. to me and they're like, you used to date her, you know, like, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, man. that's my girlfriend. She was different back then. She- <laughs> Uh, I love this idea of a light version of Credence, a light obscurial, the kind of powerful magic that's the opposing force of what Credence is. Credence, right, uh, yeah, exactly. That could be Queenie. Uh, yeah, there you, cool. yeah. there you go. There you go. Balance. Yeah. 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 Especially, like, when they, the obscurious thing is, like, un, un being unloved or unknown and unseen, right. and she is, like, she can see so deeply into people with her ability, it might be... And she has such deep empathy. Exactly. And that's what, like, that may and that's be what might the counteracting yeah. piece yeah. of all of this. The calming, to the, the, yeah. We've solved yeah. it. I'm really thinking back <laughs> now to we that We did it. Scene Call us, Joe. <laughs> that scene where she was sitting in the rain and she was hearing all the voices and then someone comes up to her and touches her and quiets the voices. But it was a moment where the only, like, we've seen people lose control of their magical ability and they've included that for her. Gosh, that's, a, that's really interesting to yeah. think. Yeah, a lot of people are wondering just how much agency she's retaining when she's going to Grindelwald here. Is she under a spell? Is she under just the mental, you know, argument, you know, that he's made about, uh, you know, because we, we've talked a lot about how he could seduce Credence with the idea of here's your family. You need to belong somewhere. I realize that I will help you belong somewhere. John's shopping this side. John, okay, I want to know. What? John doesn't think he's a real Dumbledore. No, I'm, the, I'm 90% uh, convinced that was a misdirection. You don't have to. I'm not even going to look at him to, rea- to react <laughs> no, but to this it. No, he hasn't read the next script yet. They're not filming yet. Okay. Um, do you think, well, don't say anything if you have a clue, but do you think that it was a misdirection or do you think he's really a Dumbledore? You think they were just handing out phoenixes at the Phoenix store? That's what I <laughs> say, too. I think... 
mean, it could be. I, I mean, mean. Is there a Phoenix Storm. All right, well played. <laughs> Is there a Phoenix Storm? It's right down right there. Right there. It's Phoenix. the red and gold one. <laughs> Swivel. <laughs> I'm not just, I'm, as, that's a good point. I think, <laughs> surely it must be difficult to acquire a phoenix. If anyone could, it would be a Dumbledore so or a Grindelwald. Pocket. Like, who else would have the power to figure out where to find a phoenix? Oh. But, yeah. Oh, or is, okay. that, is it even a real phoenix? How, like, is it, is there, right, there's right. lots of ways to make illusions of things that it was are just not a what chicken. they actually are. It was a chicken. Sure. It was a baby chicken. And yeah. they set it, they threw it up in the air, and that Grindelwald went poof. And Phoenix. then you know there was also a student that turned a flower petal into a f- living fish that survived up until the point where she died. So like there is ways of transfiguring loads of th- regular birds okay. into phoenix-looking birds. <laughs> Listen, I could do this for hours. You could, you however, could do it for fifteen years, as a matter of fact. Right. So what is Jacob's next move at the end of oh. when you see Queenie go off? What's the ne- what do you think is his next? <laughs> moment oh man it's one of two things and um they both involve weight loss apparently (laughs) i guess uh so uh yeah so i think what happens is i have no idea what happened but what i would like to see in you know just psychologically because at the end uh, when he's on the bridge in Grindelwald, everyone's on the bridge and they're waiting for Dumbledore to come out. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I knew in the back of my head, like, am I supposed to see Hogwarts? I don't even know. Aww. Like, I wasn't sure. what. But, so I was like, I'm not even going to look that way. I'm going to look at the horizon and hoping that she's, that Queen is coming back on a Pegasus. Like, I'm just, like, waiting for her mm-hmm. to, like, where's my lady? Where is she? I forgive her. Where is she? Like, that's what I was playing at the end of the movie. And, um, and then everyone walks off. <laughs> and he's just standing there. And I feel like he's just like, what? wait, what? <laughs> and uh, maybe, you know, maybe he goes ahead with them, but I, I like to think that he's just like, oh, man, what? The, was that a, like the whole bottom thing from Midsummer Night's Dream? Mm-hmm. Where he had, it, it was like, was that just another wonderful dream? Mm. And he's just like, and I think that he walks away from that really questioning his own sanity, mm-hmm. you know? And he walks away, it was like, cause, because they just drop in and out of his life like that, yeah. you know? And so I think that I would like for the arc to be something like he's on this, he he's just has so much lost, lo- like he's having a lot of loss. He, 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 he's, he's lost her. Um, he's lost his appetite, you know. Maybe it's, um, he can't even go into the bakery, man. Like, every little thing he's made reminds yeah. him of her. That was so cool. Right? It's just like, so he, I, I feel like he can't even look at it. So maybe, you know, psychologically, on one side of his mind, he's just like, like, what happens when you get dumped, you know? It's like, I am going to make them jealous, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I am going to get really fit. You know, I'm going to be seen, you know, with very hot women. You know, like, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's that, in, in his mind, I think that he's, like, trying to, his version of that is, like, getting ready for battle. Maybe he's getting back into, you know, boxing or whatever. Maybe he's, because he knows, like, okay, maybe he's nuts, maybe he's not, but at some point... <laughs> They're going to come back, and I want to be ready, and if I have the opportunity, I'm going to kick some ass until I get her back. Like, that's, what, that's what's on his mind, I think. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really, really, really hope they didn't bring him to Hogwarts. Just leave him outside on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, oh, this guy they're more protective anything. than that. It's just, no, I'm sure that they That'd they be cruel. <laughs> well, it'd be funny if they had a lot in their mind. <laughs> He's the only muggle, and they forget. Yeah, he like, doesn't know, and he's like, right. oh, did no one fill him in on the yeah. asshole? Yeah. And he's like, where are we? They're like, he can't see. He yeah, can't like, see it. <laughs> and they came out, and they're like, oh, damn it, he's walking around the mountain somewhere. <laughs> he's in the forest. Get him. <laughs> Maybe there's a drop of magical ancestry someplace, and Hogwarts appears to you, it. and you're not a true mm. muggle. Maybe. 
That would be interesting. Do you think it would be weird if by some turn of the plot, Jacob is able to do anything magical? Like, they're not, wouldn't. I, yeah, I try to, you know, I try to. Um, <laughs> would it take away from the fact that it's the one non-magic character in the group if he could suddenly do Well, she magical? says, she's, J, JK says that um, love is the most powerful magic in all the, the universe of mm-hmm. the Wizarding World. And he's, I, I'm pretty sure he's got the biggest heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And baking, that's alchemy. Yep. You know, yeah. it's just the ingredients. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. What if his little bakery items start coming to life and helping? That sounds terrifying. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And then afterward, they're like, eat me, we're done. And you just eat them. New genre of movie. crawl into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it is messed up. Thank Sorry. you. <laughs> if they were made for that, though. Oh, uh, my God. Do you mind if I change the subject a little? I noticed you're wearing a snazzy HPA shirt. The uh, books turn muggles into wizards yeah. shirt. Did you get that here? I got that. Um, no, I got that at the Strand in New York. Oh, very cool. The, yeah. That's so funny. The HP Alliance, which is the Harry Potter uh, group that does activism in the real world, made that shirt. Oh, Re- awesome. Yeah, they have a deal with several bookstores or whatever. So that's so cool. Nice. Well, you're a supporter awesome. of the HPA, which is really, which is really exciting. Yeah. It's my pleasure. Um, can you tell us about all your work with Lumos and what's, what's I know you, you, at Dublin you were doing some stuff with them and then... Yeah, that's um, Joe's charity. And they, man, <sighs> you know, Har- Harry's an orphan. And so this, this whole thing was born out of... Um, seeing what the, the institutional bureaucracy red tape disaster is that, that, that is, you know, the, the orphanages around the world and, and how kids get, just get lost in the system. And it's really scary. And it's almost like the system is, is stacked against them to get them back to their, their real parents. And so what Lumos does is like, they say, okay, let's find this kid's real parents. Let's get them up on their feet and get them to a state where they can actually get and raise their own child, which I think is beautiful. So that's, that's what they do. And um, so we're, 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 we've got all sorts of stuff in plan, uh, in, in store. We have a holiday album that we've been cultivating for a little while. Uh, so, yeah, you, uh, look it up. It's a really lovely cause. Yeah, absolutely. I could use it in America probably a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit. Full, full. Dark, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start opening up for questions soon. There's a mic over, okay, great. Th- over there. Okay, ah. great. So start lining up. Um, yeah. Where are they? They're, they're coming. They're coming. It, t- Where could it you takes be? a second. Anybody, What's your favorite uh, fan theory you've heard? I have um, Oh, a fan theory that I've yeah. heard? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh... Yeah, I mean, that Quentin Kowalski thing is pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good awesome. one. Um, Have you heard many theories for how Jacob came to remember what happened and to how he remembered Queenie in yeah, the end? Yeah, because in the movie they just say, oh, it just kind of just was remembers. Like, right, but, but... Do they have an explanation? Yeah, he says it in the movie. He says, uh, I say work. it in Crimes of Grindelwald to Newt. I say, uh, it's pretty fast, though. Yeah. I say... Um, yeah, you know, I, I, it says that, you know, yeah, it erases bad memories, and I didn't have any. You but know? he had that whole period where he made the bakery and everything, so was it just like it had to like wear off, you think? I think that, I think that he um, remembered it as a dream, like you would a dream. Uh-huh. And it's very much like Bottom from Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, when he wakes up from that, he has this fog, but he remembers so much, and... He obviously retains it by putting it into his pastries. Mm-hmm. And then when he sees her, and he's like, oh my God, that's, that's Titania. That's the girl from my dream. And then he goes, wait a minute. That's where I got that scar. The scar is like the clincher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the hell did he get that scar? Right. And then I think it all comes flooding back to him. And she, you know, fills him in on a lot of it. He says it in, in wow. Grindelwald. All right, well, I like heard it. it here. <laughs> and in the movie, apparently. Hey, yeah. say, say your name <laughs> and your house and where you're from. Hey. Are you over here? Oh, yeah. Hey. 
Hi, I'm Greg. I'm a Slytherin from New Jersey. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. This has nothing to do with anything Harry Potter. Okay. Um, first of all, congratulations on losing the weight. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Where are you, man? <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> I got a light right in my eye. Oh, there you go. Um, what was it like working with like Christopher Walken and Terry Crews on Balls of Fury? Oh, <laughs> oh it was awesome. Uh, well, Terry's great. I only had that one, <laughs> I only had that one scene with him, and you know he does that thing with his pecs. You know, <laughs> bounces his pecs. <laughs> and, uh, so I thought I was really funny. I was like, that's his like trademark move, and I got to like kind of like dance pecs with him, <laughs> uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, he was really cool. He was uh, really funny and really, because I was just like fresh off the boat, you know, just like an, I was very green making that movie. And so he was very cool. He was like, hey, man, you're awesome. And just, you know, trust yourself. Walking, my God. <laughs> that was an amazing experience. Um, that's why I did the movie. <laughs> Because I, I saw the script and I was just like, I just, guys, I just won a Tony Award. You sure you want me to do Balls of Fury? I was like, I thought it was a porno. I was like, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shwow. Uh, so I was like, no. And then they were like, Chris Rockins. And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and I found out it wasn't a porno after, soon after. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris. <laughs> Oh, man. I would just, because, you know, I, I was perfecting my walking. Everyone's got a, you know, walking uh, impression, you know. He's like an icon. So just to be able to hang out with the guy, I would just ask him to, like, say things, you know. Like, <laughs> I was just like, um, say, hey, man, how was, how was craft services? Because I knew that he loved, <laughs> I knew that he loved cooking. And he was like, that, and it was fine. The artichoke dip. It's my favorite. <laughs> and he would just come out with these <laughs> mounds of artichoke dip. <laughs> um, just to hear him say, artichoke. <laughs> was like, it was amazing. Uh, and there was one time, because I had that, I had, my hair was really long. <laughs> In the movie. And um, it looked like this. And uh, basically... And the first time I met him, he had this Ming the Merciless wig on, like this massive wig with this like braid and like a spike at the end of it. And I, I walk, and the director introduced me to Chris, and I was nervous, you know. And I go to shake Chris's hand, and I, I was just like, I didn't know what to say. And he's, he tries to like break the ice, and he go, Chris goes, uh, you know, this isn't my real hair. And I go, I go, no, I know that. I know it's not your real hair. It's, a, it's like a big demerciless wig, you know? And he was just like, he was like, yeah. And then it was awkward. So, so I thought, okay, I'm going to make a joke. And I was like, you know, this isn't my real hair. And he goes, no way. And he goes to grab it. <laughs> and he's like pulling my, and I'm like, dude, no, it's my hair. It's my hair. <laughs> he's like, never tell anyone it's not your hair. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. Sorry, man. Good <laughs> impression. It's all right. No. Say artichoke dip one more time. What? Artichoke dip. Artichoke dip. <laughs> I do like, my impressions sound like cousins, you know? I'm like Frank walking. Hey, welcome to the family reunion. Doesn't oh sound God. like him at all. It's How like has a that not been an SNL bit? The walk-in family reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just eight different ver there has been different oh, versions. Never mind. They did. They did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And um, thanks very much. What happened? Oh, person. No, we're, telling, we're telling them thank you. Hey, wait. Sorry, yeah. Wait. Um, I got a comic book for you. What? Got a what? Whoever asked that question. Where are cool. you? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> ah. Very cool. Take that. Enjoy. That's awesome. That's R-rated. That's <laughs> <laughs> R-rated. So just be careful. Next Thank question. You. Oh, sorry. Thank you. You just made him very happy. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, nice. 
Um, my name is Amanda. I'm a proud Gryffindor. Um, so two things. Number one, your laugh like makes my day, by the way. Um, when I'm feeling down, I put on Fantastic Beasts just to hear you laugh. Uh-huh. All right. um, so my question is, I know that, I don't know if it's still hold, but I know that JK uh, made all of the actors read all the books um, before they were able to act on the, any of the movies. So, is that true? Yes. No one told Michael Gambon. Wow. <laughs> or at least, or at least read. It's true. Finish I reading. Knock. He didn't read them. Or at least finish reading the books by the end of the movie. So my question to you is: yes. Did you read the books, um, and did it influence your character on Fantastic Beasts or your mindset behind the other characters um, in the movies? I watched most of the movies and (laughs) a lot of hearts just got really hurt out there and I did not read any of the books Um, I'm reading the books now with my my daughter which is like one of my favorite experiences ever Um, what are you up to? we're on the first book Yeah, she's she's only seven so she just turned the age that you can read it with her and um so it's awesome. Uh, and I thought, should I go back and, and, and read all the books and sh- in preparation for Jacob? And should I go back and watch all the movies and make sure I've watched them all? And I thought, no. I'm a muggle from the 20s. Yeah. I should, the, le- the less I know, the better. I have to go into this like Alice in Wonderland, you know. I have to like not be in total awe of um, what I'm seeing and not really know the the inside scoop at all about anything. I'm supposed to learn when I get there. Um, so when I finished filming the first one, I was like, "Wow, I love this universe. I come from Star Wars." And um, I love, I come from Star Wars. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, uh, I love Star Wars. And uh, so that's the hero's journey. That's, you know, Joseph Campbell, search for the mother, search for the father. And when I realized that Harry Potter is, is the hero's journey, search for the mother, search for the father, I was like, this is, this, th- what she has accomplished, mm-hmm. what Lucas couldn't accomplish, Lucas made um, a galaxy long ago, far, far away. She made a hero's journey right here, right now, next door. And that is so tangible and wonderful and delicious. And, and uh, so it made me, so I was like, I am going to, so I had a marathon, I watched all the movies. Uh, it was like crying about Snape while sitting down to watch The Cursed Child, you know. And like, you know, I, I think that it's really cool to, now that I've been doing the movies, to totally immerse myself in the universe. Um, it's really quite classy and delightful. You, you, you know, Lucas can't say that kids learn to read <laughs> from his creation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, it's very special. Yeah, thank you. Okay, you want a comic book? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Here, I'll give you the other one. <laughs> Since your boyfriend has the, the first one. <clears throat> sure. Enjoy. That's R-rated, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot how to talk. Okay. <laughs> What's your name? And, uh, uh, what my name is Charles. I'm a Slytherin. Charlie. And I met you back in Dallas last year. Right. Um, I was going to ask you this question. Hopefully it hasn't been asked before. Okay. How do you feel representing all of us in the movies. You are us in the movies. I mean, you are an outside perspective. You're seeing magic for the first time. You are all of us. How does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels really good, man. Um, I like, you know, that I'm a muggle, like not like the Dursleys, you know, like <laughs> who are just like, just really gnarly people. <laughs> That he's like a really sweet guy, and and um, and is and 
is really brave and, and it's it is it's like the Alice in Wonderland thing. I get to go down the rabbit hole, man. I'm just like a I'm just a regular dude going down the rabbit hole and and I want to be a wizard. You know, that's that's Dan. You know, that's I I very much recognize the fact that I am especially in that first movie um kind of the eyes of the audience. Yeah. And uh yeah, those are poo. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of stress and a lot of fun going into that. Uh, just try to make sure that I got it right, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like, uh, how do you guys feel? You feel like I, I'm representing okay? Yeah, I do. Woo! Yeah. That feels good. Yeah, I, there was, uh, you know, we, we, were, we were stepping into this um, universe and... Who knew, who knew um, if people were going to accept us? But what's really lovely was, even before at the cons or whatever, before the movie came out, the fans were just so lovely and like, welcome to the family and everything. And so that's, that's really nice about the fandom. They, I appreciated that. You guys didn't even see me in the movie yet. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Dublin. Was Dublin maybe before? It was after. It was after? It was, it was, the first it was after the first, before the second. Very, yeah, yeah very close on. Uh... What kind of comic book do you want? Do you want like a, a sci-fi or a noir? I'll, I'll, anything is really good, man. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. Enjoy. Yay. Batter up. I mean, Batter up. Oh. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm from Massachusetts. I am a Slytherin. Um, There's a lot of Slytherins. <laughs> I'm cosplaying as Draco today as well, so awesome. <laughs> got to represent my house. Nice. But um, I know my question is kind of vague, but like, what what has been your favorite thing about playing Jacob? What have you like taken away from playing this character in the films? Wow, Jacob is <laughs> Jacob is so special to me. Um, basically saved my career <laughs> it's not funny <laughs> uh it uh yeah like I, I like i said in the the panel the other day I, yeah. I i wished on a star for some stability in my career because i was having my daughter coming yeah. into the world my second daughter and i was like man i need a miracle here and i got this role i mean and and the role it was, it, was, it was as if the universe was just like, here is a perfectly crafted role for you to do. Just tee it up and just knock it out of the park, man. That's, and when I say that, when I read it, I just knew it. I just understood it. My great-grandfather was a baker on the Lower East Side, Fogler's Pumpernickel, okay? Wow. That was a thing. Wow. Um, I felt like when I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, I, I am stepping into my ancestor's shoes right now. I know this guy. I know the accent. I just, I just know him. And um, so, yeah, so to play this part, I feel like I'm playing, like, I feel like I'm getting a chance to, to step into the shoes of my great grandfather. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, noir or sci-fi. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hi, what's your name Enjoy. in your house? Hi, my name's Tracy. I'm uh, Gryffindor from just outside Boston. Woo. Um, Careful, man. There's a lot of Slytherin around. That's all right. We can hold our own. Um, <laughs> this actually, and also the girl that mentioned before, your giggle gives me life, man. Your giggle is the most amazing thing. But anyway. Um, so and this much. actually... <gasps> Piggybacks on what you were just—piggybacks <laughs> <laughs> on what you were just talking about, as far as um, your great grandfather and his bakery and everything. Did you have to do a lot of research as far as what a person in the twenties, you know, what their everyday life was like, or did you just, as a Muggle, obviously your research wouldn't have been into the Wizarding world necessarily. Did you do any research as far as the human world? Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of those. I watched a lot of those early movies, Chaplin, 
um, Buster Keaton, um, that definitely infused that into uh, his his uh, mannerisms, his his gait, physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I always felt like I was my. It's crazy. I feel like I'm in, I'm I'm was supposed to be in the twenties. Like I was supposed to. That was my time. Um, and I'm like reincarnated as one of my uncles that died young in the bootleg business. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's a big, that's a thing um, uh, in my heart. Um, so I feel like I was supposed to be in the 20s. So you didn't have to do research, you just live it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very Thank much. you so much. Uh, noir or sci fi? Noir, all the way. All right, <laughs> Enjoy. Now, are these Thanks. ones you've made or written or that you like, just like? What are these? What are the comics? These books? are comic books that I wrote. Amazing. What? Uh, Brooklyn Gladiators, my sci-fi. Um, it's like oh, it's yeah. like homage to Akira and wow. Blade Runner, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and the other book is um, the prequel, which is like this modern noir um, about uh, how everything basically went to hell and, and created the universe that this the dystopian universe grew out of. Cool. That's How long cool. have you been doing that? I've been writing since 2010. I got a book called Moon Lake, mm -hmm. which is like Twilight Zone-y, all rated R <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, homage to um, Heavy Metal Magazine, oh, uh, cool. which I was like the first magazine comic book that I ever read. The movie, have you ever seen Heavy Metal the movie? Big fan of that, so huge influence on me with my books. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, go check them out. We'll put a, we'll put a link up. Awesome. Hi, I'm um, Gio. I'm What's from, up? I'm from Boston. I'm a Huffledore, <laughs> house non-conforming, you know, nice. <laughs> living my best life. Um, I'm technically a Huffledore, so hey. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I guess Word. yeah. Um, <laughs> I have like so many questions, but I guess yeah. this is like the one that I was thinking of on the way over here. So at the end of time, I'm so sorry. So at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, um, it seems like pretty apparent that World War II is going to play a part in the next few movies. Mm. Like, it goes until 1945 until the until World War II ends. As like Jacob, having been in World War One, going like seeing that there's going to be another World War, and then thinking about you know Queenie and Tina who are both Jewish, um, how that's going to affect their lives, um, and like the fears that Jacob has about all of those things, like how do you think any of that is going to play out and um, how do you, as Jacob, feel about that kind of situation? Ah, I think it, uh, he's horrified. He saw World War I and Grindelwald gives him a, like a, that hallucination um, in the amphitheater where they see what, what's coming and they see the atom bomb and, and Jacob, says, Jacob says, not another war. Um, you know, at that time, that was just the world war. <laughs> yeah. They thought that was the old war to end all wars. The, the, the idea that there would be another, a second war um, was horrendous. Um, I, I, my favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, like when, like Jacob, when I'm Jacob, running from the erumpent, in my head I'm Indiana Jones, <laughs> running from the boulder. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the little kid in me is very happy, and um, and so the idea that Jacob would get a chance to kick some Nazi ass. <laughs> is very Indiana Jones to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. World War II is very Indiana Jones to me. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I'm very excited about the, the I mean, we, we all know that it's supposed to 
there's supposed to be a huge battle showdown between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Right. Um, we know it's all leading to that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be just... Uh, I just can't wait to be part of, you know, the, the trench warfare or whatever they decide to how they to play these scenes of, you know, massive battle scenes with mm-hmm. all of the mechanics of, of war with the magic mixed in, dragons, Newt talking about, you know, Newt riding a, a steel belly, you know, dragon into the, <laughs> right? I mean, like, yeah, there's the, the potential is huge. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I, I always wanted to be part of something epic battle scenes like that yeah. yeah cool yeah am i allowed to ask another question or no No, because we are, we are yeah. unfortunately out of time oh. but at 3 30 oh, dan's no. going to be doing photographs <laughs> in the hall uh and there are a couple of other sci-fi. as well thank you so much for everybody's lovely questions and dan thank you so much for spending yes, this time with dan. us yes. thank you so much thanks guys enjoy all right man yay thank cool. you